What is up, team? Welcome back to the Red Storm Rap Reaction Podcast. I'm Pat Kane. St. John's gets an early head start on the Big East schedule. A home win against DePaul. Moved to 1-0 in Big East play. 9-1 on the year. They win 86-67, a 19-point start-to-finish win. We finally see St. John's come out of the gates and score some points early. They had a 10-0 run to start the game. Um, and before you knew it, St. John's was up by as many as 16 in the first half and was able to cruise to a victory. Um, there were some ups and downs. There were some lapses. DePaul did close it to within seven, I believe, at one point. But other than that, they didn't really make any uh, legitimate runs to, to put the pressure on us. And St. John's was able to constantly keep that, you know, 10-point cushion or so and eventually push up to about 20 points the second half. Um, that first half... We dictated that pace. Obviously, against DePaul, you figure it's going to be an up-and-down game. They like to play into our style. Uh, they do it similarly, but, uh, you know, not quite as good as we are. They're DePaul as, as it is. And uh, not that St. John's is any, you know, sterling example of a basketball program, but we can look down at DePaul. We still can. Um, but we dictated the pace. With that, playing up in tempo, uh, with playing in the fast tempo we wanted, we were still taking care of the basketball. We only had um, two turnovers in the first half compared to the eight we forced by DePaul. That played a big role in our ability to get to the, uh, get some points early and get that lead. Um, we won the field goal percentage battle. We shot 50% in the first half. They shot 39%. That's going to play a big role. And we also shared the ball. 11 assists in the first half. That's more than we had in the total game against Iowa State. So back to sharing the basketball, back to getting other people involved. It was good to see. Um, first half highlight was definitely that Soriano dunk, monster dunk off a, you know, three-on-one break. They passed it back to him, him uh, trailing in the paint, and he threw down a, a monster one-handed dunk from, uh, you know, it seemed like halfway up the paint. I know it wasn't, but uh, he really stretched that arm out and he finished it. It was really impressive. Um, I thought Jones in the first half, obviously he's playing against his former DePaul team, so he probably had, you know, some emotions. He probably really amped up. I liked how he was aggressive attacking the glass in the first half. He had seven first half rebounds. Really, uh, you know, he, he did take one deep three early, but he did make a concerted effort to make plays around the rim, and it got him going, got the team going. Those seven first, first half rebounds were big, I thought. Um, one negative, I will say, and this has an extreme caveat on it, all right, we were up 10 nothing, as I said, but, you know, people are always asking, clamoring to get Soriano the ball early. Right, myself included. Why not? The guys of East had another big game tonight. We didn't get him a touch for the first five possessions of the game, or four possessions of the game. I'm sorry. One of those was uh, the fifth one was a fast break. So I'm not going to count that. But our first four half uh, court possession, first four half court possessions of the game didn't even get him a touch inside. And we were scoring, right? So we can't say it was a, a bad thing tonight, but to not even look, I thought was odd. You know, and we were lucky enough to hit some shots. First possession was kind of a, a, you know, a scramble play where uh, Jones tracked down an offensive rebound in the corner. We get a uh, look to uh, Mathis after the fact he hits a nice jumper. But still, look to feed Soriano. Get him involved. Get him going early. Uh, and it will have rewards throughout the game. Um, we were up 40 to 29 at the half, 11 points uh, lead. Another negative, I will say, and this is all couched with the fact that we just had a huge win to start Big East play. All right. So these are just, you know, criticisms that can you know we can learn from and wins but again we go into the half their user loser timeout wasted didn't use it lost it um and uh we had the ball with 15 seconds left inbounding it far into the court perfect time to call up your timeout you're going to lose and run a play instead posh 
drives to the rim, ends up passing to Wusu for a late or a deep contested three that doesn't go in. Not a good set. No excuse there not to call a timeout. Uh, I'll I'll never be able to understand it. I can get you can, you can you can get me convinced. You know his thought process to be hesitant using timeouts often is he wants the pace to pick up. He'd rather be chaotic. He doesn't want to give another team a, t- a chance to catch their breath. But there's 15 seconds left coming off a dead ball, man. You have a timeout. If you're a coach, you should feel confident in your ability to draw up something to get your team a good look. If not, what do you got to lose? We saw the look we got. Anyway, I digress. Um, second half. Before we get to the second half, let's go ahead and look at some of these um, stats I got here. So this was the first half comparison, as you can see. Huge difference in field goal percentage, huge difference in rebounds, 22 to 16, huge difference assists, steals, and we turn it over less. Obviously, you do those things, you're going to have a lead. We had as much of a 16-point lead in the first half. But again, we saw that dwindle down to nine points at one point, and we still went in the half without using our timeout. I think we could have used it at one point. Um, the one thing I will say about both these teams, an ugly four for 15 from three for DePaul, but outdid us two for 11 for 18% in the first half. Not pretty. Um, here's the first half box score. Some things I'll point out. Soriano, 12 first half points, six rebounds. Jones had those seven rebounds, seven points. Soriano was four for five. Corbello, three for four. Um, and Posh and him did a great job, again, getting people involved in the first half. They combined for seven assists and five steals. That's just, you know, wrecking, wreaking havoc. On the court, Posh obviously struggled to, to shoot, but he got it going in the second half. Um, Pinzone, seven points in the first half, hit a three, hit another contested long two that I didn't think was a great shot, but it went in. He's shown a nice ability to make plays offensively. He also had a really nice drive and a dump off on the baseline for a uh, basket inside. Usu, over four from three in the first half, was struggling from distance. Um, really didn't get it, anything to fall. Two of those were wide open. One of them was that last shot in the half. Like to see him get going. He did have a much better second half. Um, in the second half, you could see as, as things got going. Here, we'll get back to this. But in the second half, we were able to open up a little bit. Um, got it close to 20 points. Sue had a much better second half. We started to hit some shots. Jones got soar- uh, scoring. Posh got so- scoring. Mathis. Montez with his feet set. Mathis hit two threes with his feet set before going out with an injury. Hopefully he's okay. But we got up to about 15 points. And, again, it was just a back and forth sloppy. Sloppy, I will still say sloppy. We did have 12 turnovers. Uh, Much less sloppy than we have been in some games. But still, an up and down, not too fundamentally sound. You know, get your popcorn ready. Enjoy it if you're a St. John's fan. Second half, a lot of highlights, a lot of up and down, a lot of careless plays. We didn't, you know, write any – um, directions on you know fundamentals in that second half, but we did see some exciting basketball. I will say we saw some really good passes, though. That one uh, pick and roll bounce pass from Carbello to Naiwi was incredible. Uh, Wusu had a nice pass where you kind of weave in the paint and pass out to Carbello for a three was good. Um, a lot of good stuff. Um, Posh offensive rebounding like a monster. I mean, if he was you know, bigger. If he was a power forward, he'd lead the, the country in rebounding. And I'll, someone uh, someone on the board said that tonight, totally agree. You know, I forget who mentioned it, but it's 100% true. Uh, Soriano, again, beast on the boards, another double-double. Curbelo's really crafty, I think. You know, people have probably mentioned it. I've probably mentioned it too already, but around the rim with the, with the glass, he's very crafty. 
can use angles well, creative finishing, and even at full speed, he's able to put enough English on the ball to give it a good shot of going in, whereas Posh struggles finishing going full speed at the rim. Um, what else? What else? Uh, let's take a look at the box score for the total game. All right, the final. As you can see, I got the cheat sheet up here, guys. Again, thank you for subscribing to the YouTube channel. I'm really having fun doing this. I uh, appreciate all the, the likes, the comments, the subscriptions. It's great. Uh, keep following along in there and on the Apple podcast or Spotify. I do appreciate it, guys. Um, starters, all five of them in double figures. Led by Soriano, 17 points, 14 rebounds, 7 for 8 from the free throw line. That's just awesome to see. No turnovers, two blocks. I mean, the guy has really came together. And he's doing a little bit of everything. He's letting the game come to him. To have that dominant performance with only having eight field goal attempts, I know, you know, those free throws account, those free throws account for probably three or four other shot attempts, but still, he's not hogging the ball. He's not you know, a black hole. We were almost hoping he would be a little more selfish. But another great game by him. Corbello, 15 points, five assists, three steals, seven for nine from the field, hit that one three. But the negative, you see right there in red, six turnovers, too much. And a lot of these tonight were unforced, could have done without. You know, in games that are closer against teams that are going to make you pay, you've got to take care of the basketball. And, and that's no secret. So you can see tonight, Posh, much better, zero turnovers compared to the 80 had against Iowa State. 13 points, six rebounds, six assists, four offensive rebounds, three steals, four for 13 from the field. It's not a great shooting night, but did go five for six from the free throw line. Uh, Mathis had 10 points. Those two threes came early in the second half. He left in that, you know, twisted up his ankle. Hopefully he's okay. And Jones, 11 points, eight rebounds, one assist, one steal, one block, one turnover. In the second half, I thought Jones made a really good decision on one play. He had a uh, pretty good three-point look at the top of the key. That would have been an all right look. And instead of forcing it, he drove left into the paint and finished at the rim. And I thought that was a really good sign. He wasn't settling. He was going to attack the glass. Then the next play down, he took a contested three. Go back to that one. You know, don't settle. Get to the rim. Score from inside. It will open up your outside game. Uh, and the bench, Pinzone, nine points, four rebounds, two assists. Great overall game from him. Usu had a much better second half. Six points, five rebounds, two assists, two steals, no turnovers. Uh, and the other thing I want to point about the bench, AJ Store. You know, I, I love this kid, and you got to be patient with freshmen. And I, I think Coach is being patient with him, and he's not forcing him out there. Some people want him to be out there more. I get it. He's got talent. He's got athleticism. If you're just going to focus on scoring, he does things that you want to see. But look at that box score, and this is you know all too consistent for what we've seen from him this this early part of the year. No point. Or I'm sorry, he does have two points. I made that I made that correction on the box score because it has him at zero. But no rebounds, no assists, no steals, no blocks. One personal foul. You got to make an impact out there. Wusu, for his warts, you know, when he's, he makes plenty of mistakes and plenty of questionable plays, five rebounds tonight, two assists, two steals, always fills with the box score. Pinzone has been much more aggressive on the, on the glass this year. Um, and when we play small, like we're going to be playing small if we want Store to get a lot of minutes, we're going to have to need our, our guards and our wings to chip in in other areas, like Wusu does, like Pinzone does, like Mathis does, like Jones does well. All right. We need store to use his body to use his athleticism to pick up some steals, to pick up some rebounds, to make some plays away from scoring the basketball. And that scoring will come. I think he's a natural scorer um, and he will in time, you know, become more comfortable getting his own shot. And then once he gets a, a more comfortable role and his teammates trust him, that'll be there defensively, he'll be there on the boards, he'll be there on their, 
to make the extra pass, you're going to get a whole bunch of more minutes. You got to be able to back the game for more than just scoring. And that's one thing the other guys on the team are doing better than him to this point. But the season's young. Okay. The season's young. And we have two more out of conference games New Hampshire coming up, then Florida State. Again, that Florida State game is a grenade game, but you got to get through New Hampshire first before you can even have a chance in that grenade game. But go 2 0. It would be a great end to the non conference season. Go back into Big East play um, and go from there. But guys, again, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, please subscribe. Please comment. Please hit me up. Let me know what you think. For Pat Kane, this has been Phil Waite, Redstone Rapid Reaction Podcast. Peace.